Welcome to The Fader Interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, Editorial Director of The Fader. When The Fader's Jassi Williams-Kirtley spoke to Brie Runway last month, she was full of energy and light. You'd never know that her fourth EP, Whoa, What a Blur, had just been leaked. A leaked project right before a release could send any young artist into a spiral. But Brie handled it with poise, gratitude, and a bit of rage. Three pillars that have helped set the stage for her unstoppable success. Brie is like Brandy in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Humble, kind, vocally blessed, and unapologetically herself. The follow-up to her 2019 EP, Bee Runway, where she opened up about her struggles with colorism, discrimination, and self-doubt. Whoa, what a blur comes from a place of wholeness. Even in vulnerable moments, like on Pick Your Poison featuring Stormzy, she's a warrior who's finally found her footing. She asserts herself on tracks like Brie and Archive Mummy, and now that she's entirely in her moment, there's weight behind her words. The star of the EP, That Girl, is another example of Brie's ability to speak herself into existence. In just a few short years, she's gone from selling children's shoes to Adele to getting free outfits from the Gautier archives. She is that girl, and she always has been. She just didn't have your attention yet. Now that she's grabbed it, what she does with it next will matter most. It became clear in her conversation with Gia that she's already miles ahead, thinking of herself as the personification of shape and texture. Brie, thank you so much for chatting with me. I'm so happy to see your face. I haven't seen you since Coachella, so. Actually, no, you came here for Fashion Week and I saw you for like two seconds. Yeah, I saw you you in September. Yes. That was so good. Every time I see you, it's so good. Thank you. We always have the best hugs. You do give the best hugs. No, you give the best hugs. Nah. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a lot has happened since then, so do you want to just run me through the last, what, month two months oh yeah it's been like two months Mm -hmm. okay so the past two months have been very busy actually finished music finished the ep obviously i basically finished the ep because of how busy time got Mm -hmm. i finished the ep in a week oh girl yeah i finished it in a week and it's like my setup at home to finish recording it it's still as ghetto as it was in like 2015 so I was still under a quilt. There was no like Westlake Studios where like Michael Jackson recorded Thriller and stuff like that, where I can be occasionally when I'm in LA. But this time it was under the quilt. I was like, okay. So you finished so, it. How are you feeling about it? I felt very just like disgusted after I finished it. I said to myself, I can never finish music like this again. I can't do it again. But this is what life is all about now. Like making the giving and making the right amount of time for everything. The right amount of time for fun. The right amount of time for you to feel good about how you're making the music. But thank God it's the first and last time I'll ever finish music like this. It felt like a blur. Hence the title. It felt like a blur. I was gonna ask, like, what what actually is that blur? I'm I'm gonna assume it's the crazy rise to the pop startup because it's been nuts just watching you. So I know probably on your side it's like what? This year has been like, whoa, what a blur in a sense where how people who I thought were A are not even B, they're Z. 
things that were meant to be hot are cold. It's like, whoa, how did that happen? I thought I was eating sugar. Hold on, this is salt. <laughs> like, you know what mm. I mean? But in all of the blurry, crazy, chaoticness that has taken place this year, all of the changes, all of the roller coasters in business, in relationships, in everything that I've endured, there's definitely lessons major lessons that I get to backpack. I don't feel bad about any of the things that have happened or any of the things I've had to go through. I've been through some weird shit business-wise, been through some weird shit um, people-wise and, well, (laughs) person-wise. But I feel grateful for all of it happening because there's a lot of takeaway for for me from it. Well, you got some tough skin, so... Oh, I, I feel do. like you've endured a lot. You you endured a lot to get to this point. This is this is nothing. This is nothing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely like. I'm I'm the biggest grafter. You know what I mean. I get on that horsey and I ride it. <laughs> I ride it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm. I know that you just mentioned like a lot has been going on, and I know today has been definitely crazy. So again, thank you so much for you know, carving in the time to talk to us. But do you want to talk about this album leaking? Because I'm crying internally for you. So just want to get it out there as well before people get excited. It's definitely not an album. Yeah, it's like a baby EP. Because I don't even want want to give it that clout. A collection of music. (laughs) Okay, we're running it back. Running it back. (laughs) The baby EP collection of music has leaked. She yes. dropped out of the cradle. What, what's going on? How are you feeling? Dropped out of the freaking cradle. That's the perfect way to describe it. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. I feel betrayed. And I feel even betrayed about fans that are like posting about it. Like, please don't post about it. This is not what it's supposed to be about. I haven't even announced. I haven't even hinted. Oh, well, I did. Oh, yeah. There was a Rolling Stone interview. Oh, well, that's not, that's not, that's not the point. You lot should not know that there is music out there ready in whatever system to be released to you guys. That is not good. Stop posting about it and stop tagging me on Instagram. They're about tagging it. you. Shut up. Shut up. Please do it in secret. Why? What? I think it's so rude. There was one in particular that was like, you don't Talk even. Talk about know. it. Talk about it. There was one. Yeah. That freelance photographer from Holland, yeah, I saw that, mate. And 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 you 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 should have also blurred out the track list, but you just blurred out the EP name, oh, no. baby EP name, as if that was doing me a favor. No, it wasn't. I just did a dance. The baby grew legs and walked out. It wasn't. It wasn't a favor. You didn't do me a favor. Stop spreading fake news. <laughs> oh my god, that's rough. I feel like I'm in a delusional state. Like, everyone I've told is like, what the fuck? Like, literally, like, going crazy. I'm just like, Mm-mm. yeah, so it leaked. Yeah. Numb. Numb is the best way to describe it. I just feel like I can't do anything about it. So let me just go to Winter Wonderland and win, the, win a prize and forget about it. Mm. That's me. I'm going, I'm literally tonight going to a Christmas fun fair thing and I'm gonna win a soft toy and eat a hot dog you deserve and- that fuck it I can't be bothered <laughs> well since the baby's out in the world let's talk about her let's talk about her what's been the experience with you creating this EP um I'm kind of mad at you and I'm glad it's just the EP because I'm like I know she didn't give me this little spoon 
spoon of little, this little, what, what is this? Like, I was like, I need a full, knock me over the head, break. It's a canapé. It's a canapé. It's not the real thing. It's the thing that you get past. It's a mini burger when you get passed around at the party and you're like, oh, oh, oh. Exactly. It's supposed to be just like the mini burger for you ahead mm. of like the big or the lobster and the whole thing. It's just supposed to be a mini burger for you. And I think I wanted to do it because there was accidentally a gap in the middle of the year in terms of releases. I would have been on my regular shit, like every six weeks there would have been a drop, but there was accidentally a break. I say accidentally because it's not my fault. So I just wanted to wrap up the year with like just a little canopy ahead of next year feeling like the absolute big thing. And I've been working exceptionally hard on some amazing music. So I just feel like, this is just something to keep your taste palettes wet. Okay. You know My taste mean? palettes are wet. Thank you. They are. I want you yeah. to be wet. I'm feeling like, and I'm, I'm happy that you're affirming how I'm feeling. First of all, I listened to Archive and I was like, how dare you? You think I'm too much, but you're not enough. Living my life is so glamorous. Yes, I'm that bitch, fuck the cameras. Superstar, uh, I'm a natural. And yes, my ass is fat and it's all mine. And yes, I'm gorgeous and black at all times. And if you say I am a nobody offline, why the hell go TSM and shit from the archive? Send me shit from the archive. How dare you? It's too short. I was upset. I was, I was upset about it. I'm but I'm like, you know what? This has to be just a little like baby taste to what you have to have been working on this whole year for 2023. So can you talk about who Brie is going to be in, in 2023? I firstly want to say the archive song I think is really funny because I... It felt like a tweet. <laughs> It is a tweet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tweeted yet that I can't wait to tweet, but we'll tweet when this is out. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting because like when people are like, there's literally, I would I wouldn't even give them all the platform in the world, but like you come across like certain things in your mentions once mm-hmm. 10 years. That's how irrelevant they are. That oh, she's a nobody offline, like, like blah blah blah. Like you guys only know her on the internet. I'm like Fair enough. Very interesting. So if I'm a nobody offline, why is Gaultier sending me stuff from the archive? It's not regular stuff that you can go and buy from the shop. Mm-hmm. You must be a somebody to get that access. So somebody's lying. <laughs> somebody's lying. Like the song is short because it's just as quick as me going type, tweet, put phone mm. down. Yeah. Do you know That's how talented it. you have to be to turn a tweet into a song? I feel like we can't, we're doing a disservice to, well, what a blur, because I feel like an hors d'oeuvre wouldn't have Stormzy on it. I know what you mean, but I also wanted to, it's an hors d'oeuvre with caviar. Okay. okay. You had to add a bit of caviar, you know what okay. I mean? Something unexpected, because you know, like sometimes like end of year projects can be good music, but just feel quite low key. You know what I mean? Like super low key and like, 
not that, oh, oh, I hate this or it's not that special. It's just like, I just feel really grateful that this artist put this out. But with me, I also have to add a dash of something in there. And no one would have expected that kind of collaboration from me as well. So I think it was a good move to just slide it, slide in some caviar. On how that. did we? How did we get this caviar? Like, what happened? <laughs> I love that we're talking about the song as it being caviar, but poison. How did that happen? How did the song? How, yes. how, how did poison take place? So I was at Coachella and I linked up with Stormzy and his gang and um, we were just like, just vibing. We would go see acts and we'll just be like in the crowd like, ooh, ooh. Oh, I love that. <laughs> we went back to, we our base was basically uh, the, the YouTube trailer and we went back in there and we were just hanging out and stuff like that. And then I think someone was like, do you tell her about the song? And I was like, what song? And he was like, I have this really beautiful song that, I think would you would be really good at. And I'm like, I'm so curious. Can you play it to me right now? He was like, I'm going to send it to you. This is this, blah, blah, blah. But I think you're going to sound really beautiful on the song. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then he sent it to me the next day. And I was like, this is beautiful. Yes. Because normally I'm not, I have a beautiful voice, but I'm not, I'm not often drawn to ballads. But when I heard this, I was like, this is very pretty. This is the right amount of softness, the right amount of vulnerability. And it's something in a space that I don't often enter. So I was like, I think you would be great to do this with. I'm going to do it. And then I went in and I recorded it. And he was like, oh, my God, this sounds really beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And then we finished it. And we're here now. Just when I listen to the project, I mean, as in the order it's in right now, I don't know if that's going to be the order when we do get it, but it just kind of slapped me in the face when you were like, when you pick your poison, I hope that it's me. Like, what? Like, who's... That's so powerful. And so, like, I feel like anyone who hears it, they know what that feels like. Um, And the way that you sing it, it's just, like, captivating. And I know the story... I don't even need to know the context of what's going on, mm-hmm. but I know it. I've lived it because you're singing it in this way that's just so, like, captivating. Yeah, definitely. And it's, like, it's powerful, but desperate, but strong, but weak at the same time. It's, like, it's everything it needs to be for someone who needs to hear that when they press play. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that perfect hug that you need, just, like... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And the balance through the project, I mean, the balance of the project is really, I feel like it, it works. And I love that you're so intentional about it because mm-hmm. we need to have like that vulnerability and we need to go yeah. all the way and spike up to this like bad bitch, mm-hmm. vulnerable who with Brie. I know what he likes and it ain't you hoes, it's the
big body, I really am somebody I'm late for the party, flew my outfit straight from Paris He gon' say everything I don't have to give Panani I love that you're spelling your name out because I instantly thought about like, you know, the Diddy song is like the G, the I, the D, the D, or like Eve with who's that, um, who's that girl? Yeah. I feel like you're bringing that back and I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I feel like it's one of your inspirations and, and it's just, you're owning it. It's really good. It's really great. Oh, I love that. That sounds so cool. <laughs> I love that you see it in that space. That's so cool. Because I've always wanted a song that kind of spells out my old name. I think it's it's so powerful and just like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm here. You know what I mean? So I'm glad. I'm really glad I have one of those. And it's just another moment to highlight how amazing I am. I just think I'm in that space as well. Like, I don't want to shy away from the things that God has blessed me with in a sense where, babes, you're gorgeous own it babes you're you, you're charismatic put that charisma out there babes you're hilarious go out and tell a joke <laughs> you know what I mean I just want to be everything I am and what God has made me be in its full entirety I don't want to hold back I can be quite shy sometimes but especially like oh is this too cocky is this too arrogant but it's like darling it's not arrogant if you're living it like this is just your life mm. it's who you are you know what I mean I already been that girl the lead single released in September has gained so much traction and love well-deserved of course um but you've really been that girl since forever this is not new this is this is true but what does it feel like having this insurmountable talent and then still being so underground kind of because I feel like I feel like the people who know you know you and your fan base who knows you knows you but the world has still not privy yeah. to break yeah. There's still so many people to know who I am. And I think that's so interesting. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's so many more people to get to know me and get to get into me, like me, not like me. And I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. And I'm constantly fighting for the audience because all I care about is like an increasing fan base. So it's a challenge. It's exciting. It's fun. And I'm just very excited to see where it goes in the new year and stuff like that. Because I feel like the fan base will multiply. For some reason, I could just feel it. Like, it's just, we're going to be having a very different conversation this time next year. I hope so. What What is your fan base? If you can describe, like, the typical Brady fan. They're called The Runways. And it's super fabulous human beings. Like, fabulous human beings. Like, And it's from all sides of the spectrum. Like, it's... It's the perfect mix of a fan base because it's a bit of everyone. Like, I couldn't even pinpoint and say, oh, it's for just this or just that. It's for everyone, which is really good. Do you still see some of your, like, OG fans in the conversations about you nowadays? Yeah, I always, always, always see the OG fans. Like, they are carrying this shit on their back. And it's just so 
nice because like I feel like they're family to me. Like I recognize them face by face. Like I could spot them anywhere. I could spot them anywhere. I know their acts off by heart. And <laughs> it's so cute. It's genuinely like a family. And you can't say anything about me online without them. I remember seeing you in 2000, for me, the first time I was like introduced to you, I think it was like 2016, 2017, but you've been working since like 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. since that moment where you said, I'm taking this seriously, at that time, what was sustaining you? Like, I know you were working retail, you were working in the um, hospitality world yeah. and in retail, of course, because you have great fashion sense, duh. Well, like, what was sustaining you to say, okay, I know I'm working this nine to five, but I know that I'm going to get to this point. Because a lot of people, there's a lot of people doing that right now. There's, you know, if we're talking about Pharrell at McDonald's, we're talking about Tyler at Starbucks. Like, what was that thing driving you to keep going? I just knew that from a very young age, something special had been planted in me. And I was very, very determined to see it through. And I just felt like... I did everything with like gratitude. Like I remember there was a point I was a cleaner. There was a point I was a waitress. There was a point where I was a sales associate. I did everything with gratitude. Like even times where it felt like, oh my God, this is so boring or this is so draining or why does the manager feel like they can speak to me like this or that? Or I'd always snap back into this isn't your forever. And when you do every season of your life with gratitude, you're going to get more. And I just wanted to show appreciation to God at every point of my life that I'm grateful that at least I can pay my phone bill. I'm grateful that at least at the end of the month, I could buy myself a little something from Topshop or something like that. I'm grateful that I'm able to contribute to mom's bills or this or that. And I just always knew this isn't going to be forever. I'm going to live that fabulous, fabulous, fabulous life that boys dream. There's actually a notebook of mine from years ago. I was actually like, God, please, all I want to be is me. I want to be Brie Runway full time. I don't want to have to wear black hair all the time. I want to wear blue hair. I want to be able to work and just look like me. And now I'm here. That's beautiful. Frame that. Frame that notebook. No, I will. I will. Do you go back to your like past? writings just to kind of give you that definitely definitely balance I always go back because I'm like there was a point in my life where I was begging to be exactly here so sometimes when the going gets tough I'm like I have to go back and remind myself so you basically dug deep down and you like okay I know what I'm doing I know why I'm doing it um I love that you said something about the season you were in, you had to realize like, I'm grateful for the season. What was the biggest takeaway that you had from that season in your life where you weren't fully free runway? I think what I took away from the, those seasons that I lived through was a little bit of faith goes a long way. Like you have to hold on to some kind of faith. Otherwise, it's like it's so easy to drown yourself in the doom doom and gloom of like life's uninspiring chapters. Like you need to create that inspiration. And I'm so good at like living in like a delusional state of mind. Like I remember when there was a bit, there was a point where I was doing sales work for a children's shoe brand and um, I wanted to work at Christian Louboutin. So I changed my whole vibe. I changed my whole swag. I was like, right, I'm going to start dressing like I work at Le Bouton. I'm going to start packaging the shoes 
Like I work at Le Bouton. And then I started getting VIP clients. One time Adele came in and bought children's shoes in my season of acting like I'm working at Le Bouton. I started getting bigger clients and things like that. And then I ended up working at Le Bouton. You speak it. There you go. go. The word is so powerful. That's so funny. Like, I want to know what you were thinking in your head. Like, obviously, you wanted to make music. Mm -hmm. Adele comes in the store. What what happened? What happened? I actually just blacked out. Like, I literally just blacked out. I didn't recognize her until, like, I remember she turned her face a certain way. And I was like, oh, my God. I was just packaging the shoes. I was like, God, breathe. It's Adele. And it was just me and her on the shop floor. I was like, don't say anything. It's Adele. Oh, my God. Um, would you like a receipt? I mean, would you like a receipt? Did I say that? Oh, oh my God. It's Adele. <laughs> That's how I was moving. She's probably like, yes, love. I'm Adele. Yes. I <laughs> like getting on with it. She was just on her phone, like, just like, yeah, can I have my shoes, please? I was like, oh, my God. I couldn't breathe. I literally couldn't breathe. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so can you explain in your own words this project in, in a little cute, keep it cute, tell me what the project is, five kind of words or like just something that that encapsulates the feeling okay. um, because now you're in a different space in your life. And I know we spoke about this being like the baby project. It's not, it's like the precursor to, mm-hmm. you know, the big thing, which yeah. is coming. Um, but obviously, it's, it's still your work. It's still coming from your heart. It's still very passionate. And it says something about the trajectory of where you're going now. Um, so can you just, in your own words, tell me what this project is and what it means to you? So if I could round up the project in a few words, I would say it's vulnerable. It's regal. It's glamorous. It's honest. And it's a statement it's a statement for sure it's a statement it's so many different emotions and it's very true to its title because it's like sonically it's a blur like you'd not expect those kind of tracks married together on one little project it's just like a whisk of energy whisk of emotion a roller coaster of emotions like a little roller coaster Speaking of little, it is very short, and I was upset personally. I felt very much attacked personally. It's okay, I got you. Personally, I got you. It's like she said, I'll make this really short because it's not pissing me off. So, like, why why did you select the songs that you did to to leave? I mean, you're making a statement. Yeah. What was this? Why did you have this statement? Obviously, it, I think the the feelings when you first get through, you know, the project, it's like the vulnerability is in your face yeah. and then it kind of like drops into this other energy is like a reclaiming. And then it's like, but you can't even, you can't touch me. You know what I mean? Okay. It goes through that roller coaster, like you said, but why were these songs, the songs you picked over the other bunch of songs? I know there was another bunch of songs you had to kind of like vet yeah. through to figure out why, what this project was. So can you tell me about what, who didn't make the cut? I need to know who didn't make the cut. Oh my God. Um, there's so many great songs that didn't make the cut, but I just feel like some songs feel too big to be like a throwaway. You know what I mean? And I like to let certain songs marinate. So there's so many great songs that didn't make the cut, but it's because they're marinating, they're being seasoned because I want the chicken to be really juicy. These just felt ready for now. You know what I mean? But the girls are being seasoned. The children are being seasoned and they'll be ready. Definitely. 
They're just too big for now. Right? Okay. Yeah. Without giving anything away. Because I know you want to keep the, you got to keep the foil on the chicken. Yes. You don't want to yes. let the juices, exactly. come on. You don't want the juices on the internet. Yes. Um, but without giving anything away, can you just tell me about the song, the songs that are bigger, that you feel like are really that statement of Brie that are coming down the pipeline? I think me and Khalid's song is huge. Like, that is something that is like, if there's a big black pop moment that will go down in history, is that song. Definitely. It's just everything that people need. And I can't wait to put that song out. I think that that's a perfect marriage of sounds and sounds. feelings. Yeah, definitely. But we work really well together and our voices are just like super complimentary. I'm just like, I just, I love it. I love it. So I think most of your fans already know you're inspired by Missy, um, Little Kim, Brittany, Pharrell, you know, the greats. Um, but what inspired you specifically for this appetizer project? I think the inspiration for this was less about even like artists or anyone sonically. It was just life. It was just life. The things that have been thrown at me, the things I like feeling like, the things I want to feel like, the things I want to get rid of in my life and have got rid of. And it was just all my experiences is what made this project really. And then my producers just having good beats. That's always a winner. That's always yeah. a winner. So style-wise, since you, you're being very, very true to your soul musically, style-wise, I know moving forward, we're going to have a lot of crazy visuals. We're going to have, we already got a lot of crazy visuals. We already have a lot to like digest because the That Girl video is ridiculous. Like ridiculous. Stupid. That. And I love that you're like sharing the BTS. <laughs> like that's, ah. Oh. Ah, I loved it. Um, and it's, it's just so inspiring and, and lovely to see. But style-wise, fashion-wise, and just energy-wise, I want to know who's on your Pinterest board. Like, who is on, who's on the board? What are you looking at? What are you trying to, like, tap into? So, no, like, the idea realm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, for artists, you're always going into it, going out of it, picking things up, breaking them down. So where are you pulling your ideas from right now? Right now, I'm just more focused on shapes and textures. Like, that's my vibe right now. Mixing textures and finding interest in shapes. Like, I'm getting rid of a lot of clothes right now. Um, I might do, like, a Depop sale or something like that and get rid of stuff, like, that just are too close to what I've been for a long time. I want to be new. I'm moving into such a new space. I want to try new things. I want to be more colorful. I want to be even more interesting, although I'm already interesting, although I'm already colorful. But what does the elevated version look like? That's that's the space I'm moving into. That was Brie Runway talking to the faders Jassy Williams Curtly. Brie Runway's new EP, Whoa, What a Blur, is out now via EMI. The Fader interview is engineered by Tony Giambroni. The executive producer is Alex Robert Ross. And the associate producer is Raphael Helfand. We'd like to thank Lauten Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them online at lautenaudio.com. And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate if you left a five-star rating and review. 
If you like listening to The Fader, good news. We're now on the new live radio app, AMP. Download it from the App Store now. And keep an eye on thefader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Fader Interview. Goodbye until then.